three, two, one. Welcome to May I Be Podcast, where we tell our stories, reflect, and gently call in love, courage, and joy. This is Mary. This is Shane. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. So for today's episode, we are going to... What are we doing, Shane? <laughs> Answering some questions from this game called We're Not Really Strangers. Mm-hmm. And we, we went through the decks. There's different levels. Um, and we just sort of chose the questions that we wanted to answer the most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, most of our questions that we chose are from level two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And level two is all about connection. Yeah. So we're just going to dive in with these questions let's go okay let's do it okay first question mary start with an easy one (laughs) okay um okay i'm gonna do this one okay what is your first love's name and the reason you fell in love with him or her wow i think this is the easiest one okay damn do you want to go first go first okay Uh, my first love's name, I don't know if it's okay to share, but... You don't have to, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Just say your current partner. Yeah, it's my current partner, and the reason I fell in love with him is because in high school, my senior year of high school, like, I actually didn't really notice him that much. Like, he didn't really stand out to me as, oh my god, he's so attractive, or, mm-hmm. you know, based on physical appearances... I mean, now I find him super attractive, but um, when I first met him, I was just like, oh yeah, he's such a nice guy, and I was a new kid, and he was helping me, um, show me, showing me around the school here and there, and just trying to make conversation, because we had a few classes together. Um, we had our first period together, which was accounting. Mm-hmm. That's when he, um, that's the class that he first talked to me. He was, yeah, because I was like checking out, I think david Choi's music video at the time in the class <laughs> and then Aww. he came around he's like oh you like him too i like his music too and, and then we just kind of started talking from there but then um honestly it was really like awkward because after a while he just stopped talking to me and so i don't know i never really got the idea that he liked me or anything but he's told me now like now that we've been together he's told me that yeah, he was interested. Um, first time he saw me, you know, they, oh, she's hot. <laughs> you know, that's what he said. But, um, yeah. And then we didn't start dating until college, uh, towards the end of freshman year. But, yeah, I think I just found him to be really kind, helpful. And he also gave me a tour of the college that we attended mm-hmm. when no one else made that offer you know because I didn't really have any friends or I didn't know how to navigate like college and college applications or tours or whatever so he um offered to help me and we took the city bus and yeah did our own like little college tour Mm -hmm. so that was really sweet of him and then um yeah there were just many moments where he would reach out and talk to me and I all of a sudden like all these these feelings of like, oh my gosh, I, I really like him. When I realized that I really liked him, was like, yeah, towards the end of freshman year, and I couldn't, like, bottle it up anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what? I think um, I fell in love with him because he was just, just such a sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. 
What about you, Shane? What is your first loves? Um, what is your first love and why the reason why you fell in love with him? My first love, his name is my partner. <laughs> <laughs> I won't share. Uh, but, um, yeah, so the reason I fell in love with him and with him um, is, so we met, oh, I did that tisking again. But <laughs> I would try to be conscious of it, yes, um, is we met in college, and I didn't know of him mm-hmm. at all until the end of my sophomore year. I think that was when we first met. It was at the elections for um, the student group that we were both applying to be board members mm-hmm. of, um, and so I remember being in the classroom and sitting in the audience and seeing him go up to go uh, or, you know, give his speech, speech, right? <laughs> and I just remember thinking, oh, his name is so unique. I've never mm. seen anyone with, or like, I have, yeah, no, I've never seen or known anyone with this name before. That's true. And honestly, I was like, I don't know how to pronounce this name, <laughs> you know? I was just like, I don't know. Um, and I just, I remember when he was presenting, um, just thinking to myself, wow, he's very articulate, mm-hmm. very smart, he's uh, very well put together, you know, and um, he just looks really cute, right? Oh. But he wasn't my type of cute in, oh, in college. Yeah. He was like a really cute um, guy, mm-hmm. but my type of, or what of I thought time. my <laughs> ideal man of the time was, you know, someone who was like super tall, buff, muscular, uh broad shoulders who could carry me on on his shoulders so we can go to raves and you know (laughs) concerts together all these things and so during the time I didn't find him like attractive attractive but I did find his demeanor or just the way that he like carried himself to be very um I don't know appealing and yeah so he got on board I also got on board and we started our just getting to know each other on a board members sort of friends just yeah mm-hmm. like that um sort of relationship and I I mentioned in the last episode that you know growing up I wasn't the most comfortable around men mm-hmm. um but he was one of the first like male friends that I made in college that I felt so comfortable with like mm-hmm. ASAP you know so we, I, I remember vividly going to a Korea restaurant mm-hmm. at the U of M campus, and we were having a one-to-one, and just having the easiest time talking to him and mm-hmm. opening up to him, and just he just made me feel so comfortable, so heard, you know, so validated. I'm just like, oh my god, like why can't all men be like this one? But I knew, I, of course, um, but I just, I just thought of him as someone who. Um, was so easy to talk to like I got along with him really well and I was such a jokester back then I was like flirting and mm-hmm. he was the type it was like the exact opposite of mm-hmm. me where um, he uh, didn't like anyone touching him no hugs <laughs> I think the most like physical contact he had with anyone was like a handshake mm-hmm. um, and yeah I just found myself like wanting to push his boundaries a bit Mm -hmm. Uh, but at the same time I just didn't know how to respect boundaries during that time as Mm -hmm. well you know I would have to say I I, (laughs) yeah I'm pretty bad at that Um, and yeah I it wasn't until after our board year that we decided to uh, or like that we started flirting a little bit and then that transitioned into 
you know, do I have feelings for you? Do you have feelings for me? Is something more romantic going on? And so after that, you know, um, we had a K drama moment where I, I like basically confronted him with, "Do you like me?" or like, "Do you have feelings for me?" Like, in the yeah, most dramatic, in way. the most dramatic way, um, and yeah, we started seeing each other after that. And I just I remember also like then knowing that I did I wasn't like in love with him, um, but I, I knew that I got along with him really well, and I wanted to see where things would go. Um, yeah, and I think what, uh, or I guess progressing throughout our relationship, I realized that what the reasons why I love him so much or mm-hmm. why I love him so much now mm-hmm. is because he's he's a very consistent person. I love that he is so consistent with, with himself, um, with how he shows up for his family, with how he shows up for me, um, and just who he is as a, as a person. Mm-hmm. He's not scared to tell people how he really feels, you know. He's and he I think he's thoughtful. He's very thoughtful in in his word choices and how he approaches certain things. Um I there's a lot of things that I admire about him, especially mm-hmm. with how he interacts with his family and then how he, he interacts with just my family and then also my friends or um yeah. Aww. It's I just love how he interacts with the people around him mm-hmm. and how he shows up for himself, but then also for the people that he loves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Aww. Yeah. That's so, so good. Yeah. yeah. Cute. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I didn't really dive in too much with yeah, my reasons, but Do you want we to? got some good yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. I just I just like to brag about my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay. But, yeah. On to the next question. What are you still trying to prove to yourself? Ooh. Do you want to answer this? Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still trying to prove to myself that I am talented. It's like I, I feel like I'm never good enough in in the areas that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. When it comes to graphic design, I feel like I'm still not experienced enough. I don't know enough. When it comes to music, I feel like I can't play an instrument. I can't be a musician. I can't sing because I don't know. I can't be a musician because I don't know all these genres of music and all these, these like music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I'm but I need to cut myself some slack. Mm-hmm. I'm a first-generation American. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not... <laughs> I didn't grow up listening to American music, right. you know. I, it was that Hmong music blasting every day in the house. It's not not American music, so I can't really blame myself yeah. for not having that knowledge. Um, I feel like I'm too hard on myself, and trying to constantly hustle and feel worthy enough to be those things that I want to be. Mm-hmm. Even like with, I mean, I dabbled into acting before, and I I I have this fantasy that I could be an actress but then also this fantasy that I could be a voice actress or like all of these big things you know musician actress and um yeah but yeah and the graphic designer too which is my focus right now and even then like I'm starting to feel doubtful of myself so I feel like I'm always trying to prove to myself that I'm good enough or that like there's this belief that I have to meet certain prerequisites mm-hmm. to be worthy or be good enough in those 
professions that I want to dabble into. But you don't have to be, you know? You don't have to. Just mm-hmm. do it if you feel like it. That's that's what I want to embrace, but I don't because I'm like, uh, I'm not good enough. Yeah. People are going to judge me. But honestly, that's so self-limiting. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just imprisoning myself. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think all of these, like, beliefs of of having or needing these prerequisites mm-hmm. come from? Is it, like, comparing yourself to other people who are? Oh, de- yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's always about, like, comparing myself to other people. Mm. I try not to because I know that everyone is unique in their own way. Right. But, yeah, just growing up with the constant comparison <laughs> And, yeah, so it's kind of built into how my brain is wired, I guess. Right. So it's hard to unlearn. Right. To get to to the, this place that I want to be, mm-hmm. I have to be, like, or I have to do what these other people yeah. have done mm-hmm. to get there, right? Or I yeah. have to know all of these things before Right. I, I tend to have, like, I grew up with that kind of mindset, to be honest, of, mm-hmm. like, everything is black and white. It's mm-hmm. either yes or no. It's yeah. either, like, one thing or the other Mm -hmm. and then something that i've been trying to embrace more is that there are gray areas in life and there's no one right way to do things right because i i know that i've come across in many situations where i'm like is this the right way to do it is this the right way to do it and you're like mary there's no right way to do it just (laughs) just do however you want to do it just do it it's fine it's fine whatever and then i would be like oh yeah i i don't know why i keep thinking that there's only one way to do to do something it doesn't matter how you cut the zucchini. <laughs> right. Or it doesn't matter how you wash the dishes. Yeah. Like, if you want to pour cereal or milk in your bowl of cereal before the cereal, I it's know. fine. You know? Know. Like, people do things differently. Yeah. But, yeah. I just, I need to throw away that belief that I need to meet certain prerequisites to be worthy of doing something or being something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What about you, Shane? Um, what am I still trying to prove to myself? Um, I think I think the thing that is I guess top of mind right now is tr- trying to prove to myself that I am a good daughter or a good sister. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that I feel the sense of guilt, you know, because mm-hmm. ever since I moved out of my family's house, um, I haven't gone over as often I as I would like to mm-hmm. or feel like I need to um, to you know help my brothers with their homework or to help my mom with any sort of like paperwork or whatever that she needs mm-hmm. or to just spend time with them. I feel like so trying to prove, to prove to myself that I am still a good daughter, even if I don't spend every single weekend mm-hmm. at my parents' house or I don't spend as much time as I really want to or feel like I need to with my parents, you know, or with my siblings. I feel you. That resonates with me too. You're doing your best. Though. I am. I am doing my best, yeah. and I think that I have realized that you know I need to set boundaries with my time mm-hmm. and with my energy and my space as well, um, because I'm the type of person who likes to just go with the flow, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I'm in people's presence, um, it's easy for me to just go along with everything. People need me to do stuff. I'm just like, okay, sure, mm-hmm. fine. Let's do it. Let's figure it out. And then, you know, when I come back, I'm so drained mm. that I can't see these people for, I don't know, the next five month. days, <laughs> two two weeks, yeah. month. I don't know, yeah, right? It depends. Right. It depends because sometimes I don't know how to say no mm-hmm. um, because, you know, there's still that, I don't know, this feeling of, oh, I have to say yes if mm-hmm. I want to be a good daughter. I have to show up for them in, like, right now, right here, um, 
to prove to them that I am a good daughter, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm, like, always taking on these, like, extra tasks mm-hmm. from that are being thrown at me mm-hmm. from either my siblings or my parents or somebody. And then at the end of the day, I just feel so exhausted mm-hmm. uh, depleted. and depleted. And then I, you know, feel bad for crawling back into my, like, introverted room, mm-hmm. you know, and then... Feel yeah. bad for feeling frustrated. Yeah. And like... Or just needing space. And, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. then also feeling frustrated. And, yeah. I get that else. way too. It's like, well, I should be doing these things because I need to help my family out. But then like in the moment when you're actually doing the task that they gave to you, mm-hmm. then you're all mad, frustrated. <laughs> you're like, why am I mad? I'm helping yeah. my family. Yeah. And then like feeling guilty about uh, that. And then also feeling guilty when you don't want to show up. Right. And yeah. then when you did show up, you are like completely exhausted afterwards, and mm-hmm. you just want to like never want to see them again yeah. until like you're ready again. Yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can relate. <laughs> okay, next question. Um, let's do this one. What would your younger self not believe about your life today? You go first. Um, I would say living by myself mm-hmm. or independently of yes, my parents yes. and then also living with a roommate mm. um, or with my best friend you mm. know mm-hmm. I think that growing up sorry about that clicking tisking sound again we'll work on yeah. it <laughs> I'm trying to not do it and to just be conscious and catch myself when I do do it those lip smacking sounds I know sorry <laughs> and the moist sounds from my mouth um, yeah is living by myself Mm. Or with my, you know, with a roommate. Um, I think that is something my younger self would not have believed. Mm. Um, also, um, you know, finding a profession or a career mm. that I feel passionate about. Um, and so, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, growing up, uh, like I talked in the previous episode, about not having exposure to um, people who just had like high paying jobs not mm-hmm. that my job is currently high paying or anything mm-hmm. but it's um I've just seen you know growing up um people working in factories or my parents or my aunties and uncles Same. working in factories right and mm-hmm. getting paid minimum wage even yeah. before below minimum wage right and barely even making it mm-hmm. um and feeling this like growing up feeling this sense of dread of oh will I ever be able to make more than twenty dollars an hour mm-hmm. right um yeah, it just seemed so unachievable mm-hmm. um, because there was no example for me to, to see. Yeah. Um, I yeah. feel you on that because mm-hmm. like it really matters what you are exposed to as a child. Right. And I, I, you don't know what possibilities mm-hmm. are out there yeah. when you've never seen it, when you are not aware of it. Right. So mm-hmm. like, there are honestly so many things you could do with your life and so many career choices. But then it's like, oh, what we've seen is just ABC. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. There's no... D E F G, you know, yeah. on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So our own catalog of what was possible was so tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just remember my parents, you know, saying, "Oh, um, if you like don't want to go to college or become a lawyer, doctor, um, whatever, mm-hmm. then like right after college, you can just find a job and start working, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like because that was either it was either one way or or mm-hmm. the other way, um, and." A lot of the time, I saw people who, you know, didn't pursue college, mm-hmm. just start working right away, mm-hmm. e- either with my parents or at a different company. Um, and it was just like, oh, 
they got real comfortable, right? And so mm-hmm. for me, I think that was what scared me the most was just like, oh, what if I just got comfortable with my life and yeah. just with earning money and then never really making anything more mm-hmm. of, of my life? Because not to judge anyone, but I think for myself, I was just kind of like, I have so like so much time to live mm-hmm. and I want to make something out of my life, but how do I do that? And not with like without any mentors too. It's kind of hard, right? But is there a roadmap that we follow to yeah. get to where we want to be, or where do I even want to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just know that I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What would your younger self not believe about your life today? I think that as a young girl, I feared the pathway of. Oh, you're going to get knocked up as a teen and then have to struggle mm-hmm. um, and end up with a man that probably doesn't love you as much. Because I, I feel like I that's the example I've seen. And I also my parents kind of instilled this fear that you better not get knocked up and become a pregnant teen mm-hmm. and then get married off in, in a shameful manner. Mm-hmm. Because that's like the epitome of what a bad mom daughter is, right? Or what a shameful kind of life event is for yeah among women, and so I think that I think growing up I feared that, which is why I sort of stayed away from from men in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also just it just naturally happened that yeah. But I feel like you know I've told you this before, but if I I, I don't know I don't know if this is true or not because it's like a what if question, and sometimes these are pointless questions, but. I feel like if I had stayed and lived in California, that was a very um, possible turn of events for me. Because I was the kind of girl that was so insecure and that any kind of guy that complimented me, flattered me in any way, I would give them a chance to get close. (laughs) Like granted, I never had my first kiss until um, I started dating my current partner, but like it's very possible that I could have ended that way because in my environment there in California I remember like all of the examples around of people around me like I didn't see a lot of people going off to college and starting a career I oh damn street sounds sorry y'all <laughs> and so I think that my younger self would have easily like if I had stayed there fallen down that route and yeah so I think the fact that now I am someone who actually graduated college, have a career, I think she would be amazed. Yeah. Yeah, that I, I am amazed actually, because I am that person right now, (laughs) you know, but I don't think my younger self would have believed that this kind of life is possible to live on my own, like you, like you, because I just thought that, oh yeah, a a Hmong woman stays with their family until they're married. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that makes sense. But, no, it does. Yeah, I think my younger self wouldn't have believed that this kind of where I am today is possible. This kind of lifestyle is yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. What's the most pain you've ever been in that wasn't physical? Oh, um, I guess I can start. Okay. Uh, I think for me it was when my parents got divorced. Mm. Yeah. I just remember listening to, we were playing one song, um, it was Coaster by Khalid. Khalid. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember playing that song over and over mm. and over again because 
it talks or basically the song talks about how um you know you love this person so much but they're not the, the right person for you and so you have to let them go yeah and that was like my parents relationship i was just like damn that's so sad um yeah damn the lyrics are so good i know it really <laughs> is uh, yeah. you want to be a part of it are you looking at it yeah which which verse um hits you the most um, <laughs> all of it <laughs> okay I'm gonna have to look, but you can you can share your story while I look at this. <laughs> okay, what's the most pain you've ever been in that wasn't physical? Um, I think emotional, verbal abuse from my parents. Mm-hmm. I think has to be the most heartbreaking and it took the most like emotional toll on my well being. Um, for example. When I came back from teaching English abroad and from South Korea, from South Korea, I actually ended my term early and just came home. And my parents and my mom, like you know, I I missed her so much and I wanted a warm welcome, but I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. I only got like, oh, I told you so. Like I told you it wasn't gonna work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that just really broke my heart. Honestly, coming back and receiving that kind of um, treatment, but I think was one of the biggest reasons why I had to leave too. That adding on to the daily, the daily arguments that I had with my parents when, yeah, when I came back, and then also another thing that really hurt was one day I had a migraine, <laughs> and I when I get really bad migraines, sometimes I puke my guts out. Mm-hmm. I just can't help it. And then my dad thought that I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So the next day, he sent my mom to me. You know, he said... talk to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't directly tell me or talk to me. He just kind of like, you better go talk to your daughter. That, you know, she needs to stop messing around um, before she gets pregnant and knocked up. Because, you know, he thought I was pregnant because mm-hmm. I was puking. And then, yeah, so I think my mom kind of came to me and mentioned it, like, you know what's going on are you pregnant and Mm -hmm. you better watch yourself (laughs) and then i was like he said that like are you serious Mm -hmm. and that just really broke my heart too because dude i was just sick Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna ruin your reputation with a pregnancy calm down you know so those two moments were for me the most um heartbreaking words and treatment from my parents like yeah i i've forgiven them Mm -hmm. for saying those things to me but yeah because you know i know they have their own traumas that they haven't worked out and you Mm -hmm. can't really like it's a reflection of them not not me Mm -hmm. and i i yeah i hope Mm them um healing and Mm -hmm. you know all of that good stuff i still love them but i think that was two life events that was really emotionally um, heartbreaking and tough for me. Yeah, especially coming from your parents. Like, I'm sure yeah. you felt so hurt and betrayed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, right, they, you know, you would think that your parents would have your back and that they would understand mm-hmm. you the most because, you know, they raised you. And, yeah. You know, they should know what yeah. or who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. There's always that struggle between, yeah. like, 
what is portrayed in the media again right. like what a loving exactly. family is I know. and what that looks like mm-hmm. and then and in the asian family what we want yeah as a kid you know and yeah then, it's just so different western versus eastern right. or asian families asian, like the way yeah. that some asian families just don't show affection and that was my family we didn't show affection at all mm-hmm. so it's easy to get to get to feel neglected and hurt <laughs> Did you find that verse? <laughs> I did. I did. Okay. Um, that verse in Coaster by Khalid is, it's what? The sec fourth? I don't know. I don't know anything about music. So I'm just going to read this part. But the lyrics goes, um, moving on seems harder to do when the one you love moves faster than you. I gave you my all. I showed the proof of your lies. And you weren't worth it. You don't deserve me. But the whole entire song is good. I have to say (laughs) that every single lyric in this song um, just made me cry over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. And then, like, towards the end, he just repeats, you know, you weren't the one for me. So don't come back to me. You weren't the one for me. That's when you sob hard. I know. (laughs) Ugly sob. I will choose... um, this one. What question are you trying to answer most in your life right now? Dang. Mm-hmm. Do you have an answer? <laughs> I have to think about this um, one. Yes. I think for me, for me, it's how do I heal mm. from my past and current pains? Mm. And how, or I guess, where do I start? Right? Mm. Um. And I think that's my theme of 2022. That's a great question. Mm. Where do I start? Right. Damn, that's so good. Me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to do that too. Yeah. Um, for me, I feel like this is like a lifelong lesson and I have to learn it over and over again. Oh, it kind of relates to the other question there. But I, I always question myself, what do I really want to do with my life? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many pathways, and when I have so many different interests, it's hard to focus and hone in on one thing. But, yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, the one question I have to, I'm trying to ask myself right now is, what do I want to focus my energy towards? Mm. Yeah. What do I really want to do? Do I want to be an an actress? Do I want to be a singer? Do I want to be a graphic designer? Do I want to be a businesswoman? Do I want to be an Etsy shop business owner? I don't know. There's so many things. Do all. So many possibilities. Yes. Yeah. And which one do I tackle first? Or which one do I... Which ones do I eliminate? Yeah. Because you can't... I feel like sometimes you, you can't do it all. I, I Maybe I'm just saying... Maybe not at the same time. Not, yeah, not I'm at sure the same time. Right, not at the same time. Yeah. Which one do I want to prioritize first? Right. I'll get to all the other parts. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just the the phase in my life where like I have to choose, okay, I'm going to do this first. And if it doesn't work out, I'll do that next. You know? But now I'm wondering which one do I do first? <laughs> but yeah, that's my question. Next question kind of relates let's just go into this one because it kind of relates to that last one what lesson took you the longest to unlearn i have to think about this mm. um i think for me the lesson that i took the longest to learn that or to unlearn i guess is um 
trying to keep up with the image that I, you know, made of myself, Mm -hmm. this facade of who I should be Mm -hmm. in, especially in like public, like areas or yeah, um, in like social group settings, I think, um, and especially in high school and then going into college, um, I guess throughout, like, I guess high school and college, Mm -hmm. I, you know, try to um come off as someone who was very outgoing very mm-hmm. positive very happy smiling all the time i uh, honestly n- didn't know any boundaries um and i just wanted to make people comfortable and then also include them mm-hmm. um and yeah i think for me because i started my or the end of high school going into college like that um i had this you know image of myself of if I don't keep up with this image or if I'm not always happy and mm. um, happy-go-lucky and just easy to get along with and welcoming to people, you know, they're going to see me differently. And, mm. yeah, what if people aren't my friends anymore, things like that. Because, mm. um, I mean, I know myself a lot better now where I'm very introverted at heart. Mm. I get anxiety in social events. Mm. Um and meeting new people, yes, the, it's easy to make conversation for me, but at the same time, I have a lot of anxiety doing it. Mm. Um, yeah, and so I think it took me a long time, especially, I think it was not until my senior year of college that I was like, I, this, this facade of myself, does mm. that, like, um, it does not, what's the word? Putting yeah. up that front doesn't serve you? <laughs> yeah, that's a word. It doesn't serve me anymore. I was trying to, like, say <laughs> feet. I was like, is it feet? No, I don't think it's feet. It doesn't serve me anymore. Mm. I I like yeah, that. I don't need to be this person that people, or that I think that people want me to be, mm. or I don't need to to try so hard. I think, yeah, the lesson that I feel like I'm still unlearning I don't think, because like, it kind of comes back, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you learned it, if you don't practice it, then it's like you have to relearn it over and over again. Um, but I'm trying to unlearn just like, first of all, gotta assess and pinpoint the fears that I have and then question myself why I have those fears um, and why do I prescribe to a certain rule that society has Mm -hmm. and like just asking myself where do those beliefs come from like you know for example the one that we mentioned earlier why do i think that there's only one right way of doing things why do i think that there are certain prerequisites that i have to meet in order to do something um so i yeah i think that it's kind of broad and vague but i think i'm just trying to unlearn unlearn these like prescribed rules of life that Mm -hmm. i have been fed yeah i have to reflect and do more work in what actually what those rules are Mm -hmm. but yeah i would say that's like a lifelong thing unlearning those fears and those rules that society tells us me too Mm. okay Last question. Last question. What is a dream you've let go of? <laughs> um, becoming a gymnast. Oh. <laughs> and a dance instructor. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess I've never really wanted to be a dance instructor, but becoming a, like, super talented dancer. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to... Do you want to... What? Chase that dream? I mean, I still want to... I would like to take more dance classes Mm -hmm. in the future. But I don't think I want to still pursue trying to be, like, the really top good like, dancer. Yeah. You know, I've come. I've come to term with the fact that um, I'm not very. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a. Good, I'm not a very good dancer, and my body just doesn't move the same way that these dancers move. Well, don't decide that before you like try. Like, try it first. You never know. <laughs> I've tried it in my room, <laughs> in front of the mirror. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, I've let go of the dream of being a mermaid. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Then that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't you want to be a mermaid? <laughs> Were you like going to buy a mermaid tail? And yeah. Too? At one point, I was going to buy a mermaid tail. Maybe I will for yeah. a photo shoot, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, as a kid, I would imagine, oh my God, it'd be so cool to be a mermaid. You know, have those moments in the shower or the bath where you just fill up the tub and then pretend like you're swimming in the ocean. Have you ever done that? No. Oh, okay. That was... That's okay. I'm not <laughs> and then I've also... I mean, there's so many things that I wanted to be as a kid. Um, let go of the dream of being a ballerina. Mm. You know, there was like a Barbie book of a... of a, And then she was a ballerina in this book. And I just thought it was, like, the prettiest thing. I would fantasize about being a ballerina. But, of course, I've never taken a ballet class in my yeah. life. Um, and then learning that what the kind of work that goes into it. Like, damn. But, yeah, that was just, like, a childhood fantasy. Mm. I didn't actually really want to pursue those things. So it's not yeah. really a dream of mine. But on a, on a serious note, um, I think being a musician or, like, being a singer, I've sort of let go of. I don't think I ever actually... You are a singer. Yes, I am. I am a singer. But like a... Yeah, I wanted to... To make that like your profession? Yeah, I wanted to make that my profession. But then I also didn't pursue it hard or seriously. I just kind of felt like, yeah, like I said, didn't meet the prerequisites of being an artist or a musician or a singer. So, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to dabble. If I feel like doing it, then I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I should just take the pressure off myself and do what makes me feel good mm-hmm. in the moment. Because yeah. I have like phases where I just do a bunch of karaoke videos on my and then I post it on my Instagram stories mm-hmm. or Snapchat. I used to do that. Um, so yeah, the feeling of that energy comes. It, yeah, it ebbs and flows. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I would like to go back to what you were talking about a while ago about childhood dreams, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I remember in elementary school um, seeing a, or like, we went on this class field trip, mm-hmm. and we were all, all the students were split up into like these, um, like, I don't know, we went to this place, this big building that basically split up these like these smaller rooms into businesses, mm-hmm. and I remember working at like this fast food business. But I was, like, basically the, the accountant or cashier, oh. right? And I just remember having the best time <laughs> printing out checks for oh. people to bring to the banks. 
um, and it was just so fun. Aww. I think that was my childhood dream. I was like, oh my god, if I can work with money, I will be so happy. <laughs> Not that this even relates to this question, but... You sort of do. Yeah. You sort of work with money. I do. I do work with money yeah, you're now. a finance person. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. So it came true. Ooh. You didn't let go of that dream. I right? did not let go of that dream. Yeah. But yeah. I Aww. guess this is a question that we can pose to our listeners too. Is yeah. What is a childhood dream that you had? Mm-hmm. Uh, and have you let go of that dream? Or, yeah. Or did you pursue it? Yeah. Or did you pursue it? Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. We're curious. Um, but I think that concludes this episode. Yeah. That was the last question we chose. Hope y'all enjoyed that i enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was fun all right yeah Yeah, a little atypical episode but hope y'all enjoyed it hope to hear from you please interact with us on instagram Mm -hmm. or or in the youtube comment sections don't forget to follow us um on instagram at may i be podcast and you can listen to us on youtube on anchor spotify apple podcast or google podcasts Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.